0: Welcome to the PGK Presents Podcast with Pastor Gerald Kiner. You are about to get filled with inspiration, motivation, and education based upon the Word of God. Your consistent giving to this podcast will help keep these words of wisdom flowing into your device. To sow back into the ministry of Pastor Gerald Kiner, visit our online giving page at www.thejesuspeoplechurch.com. Today's podcast is entitled, The Power of Praying for Yourself. In the body of Christ, too often we place too much emphasis on demanding that other people pray for us. In today's message, you will be trained to appreciate the fact that nobody can pray for you better than you can pray for yourself. Because no one knows your needs better than you. And now, let's join Pastor Kiner with the message already in progress.
1: Yes you do, you got the victory, hallelujah. Can't no devil in hell stop you from getting what God already has promised you. You got the victory in the mighty name of Jesus. You got the victory. You got the victory. Hallelujah. You got it in the mighty name of Jesus. Go with me in your Bibles to Matthew 26. My God, what another awesome, awesome, awesome word in the Lord tonight. Matthew chapter 26. Awesome. Going back to our memorization verse, verse 41. Tonight, we're going to deal with, in our series on prayer. Last week, of course, we dealt with unanswered prayer. What does it mean and how should we respond? Tonight, we're going to deal with the power of praying for yourself. The power of praying for yourself yourself awesome Matthew 26 verse 41 reads watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation the spirit indeed is willing but the flesh is weak the power of praying for yourself you may be seated in the Lord my God this I feel a certain anointing because in most prayer series that I've ever heard, 99.9 of them always try to make greater the greatest prayer that's ever been recorded, which is the Lord's Prayer. We, we, we expound on it in, as if Jesus didn't do a good enough job in telling us, pray our father. Which are in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. I mean, my God, they go into our father. I mean, God is the father of us all. And, and you know, he's not just my father, not not just your father, but he's our father. But, but, But thank God for the revelations that he's given us in this prayer message, in this prayer series, because this has taken me to another level. It's prepared me. It's no coincidence that God in the new year started us off with prayer as a series. No coincidence and my God, the level of meditation in, in the word going in me has taken me back to some of the old landmarks, to some of the places that I first found God. It taken me back to some of the habits that I had when I was just my God, before I was even a preacher, before it was something about me that God said, I'm going to use that in you. I'm going to use that in you. And we're going to go through some scriptures tonight that where my bedrock that laid a great foundation for my personal growth and for the growth of every great man or woman of God that I am aware of. It's going to be awesome message tonight. My God, the power of praying for yourself. Jesus said, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. I want to start first with five points to ponder five points to ponder ponder means to consider to think about to reflect on to allow to go over and over in your head five points to ponder and then we're going to go into the seven prayers you should always pray for over yourself awesome i feel my god You can't. I feel the joy of the Lord because I was praying already before for myself before this happened, brother. I I mean, I feel something in this. The first point upon is this. Most people mess up because they rely on other people to pray for them. Most people, so many people, they they pick up the phone. Pray for me, brother. Pray for me, sister. I I need you to pray for me. They get on the phone and tell everybody, "Pray pray for me, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. Instead, we should say, pray with me. I'm praying for myself. Pray with me. Jesus didn't want the disciples to be messed up by going telling somebody else to pray for him. So he said, watch and you pray for yourself that you enter, not into temptation. Because your spirit indeed is willing, but your flesh is weak. So you need to know how to pray for yourself. I'm not here. I'm not telling you where two or three are gathered together in my name. There's some things you got to pray for for yourself. I'm not telling you to touch and agree with somebody on this. This issue, you need to learn how to pray for yourself. When it's dealing with your flesh and, and it's dealing with your desires, you know what you need to pray for. You need to pray for yourself. Listen to this. The second point to ponder is praying for yourself is so powerful. Because no one knows what you truly need more than you. Praying for yourself is so powerful because no one truly knows what you really need more than you. You can look like no. You can know some information. But no one really knows better than you what you need. No one knows the struggles that you're going through right now. Nobody, people can think. So somebody say, I'm praying for your brother, but they have no idea really what to really pray for. See, you may be praying for the outside, but it may be something on the inside that you don't know about. Nobody can know the secret thoughts that can mess me up. Nobody knows about the jealousy or the envy I may have to somebody else. Nobody can pray that thing away but me. So Jesus said, watch and you pray for your temptation, for yourself, because you can't tell somebody what you really need. How many know that I don't care? A lot of people have told me to pray for issues, but nobody's called me too much and told me some really, 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 really nitty gritty stuff to pray for. Huh? Nobody has really gotten open and removed some stuff and just say, Pastor, this is what I really want you to for. Last night when I was dreaming, I, I was thinking about sister so-and-so. And see, you ain't told your wife that. See, you ain't told nobody no stuff like that. Now you ain't going to tell nobody no stuff like that. I ain't going to tell nobody no stuff like that. So it's some things that can't nobody pray for but me. It's some things over Minister County can't nobody pray for. My wife can't pray for. So, so many people miss it on point to ponder number two because can't nobody pray for you. They miss the power. Can't nobody pray over some things but you, baby. There's some things about you that you got to pray for. You got to deal with. Watch this, point to ponder number three. Not praying for yourself. Blows your opportunity to bless yourself. Not praying for yourself blows your opportunity to bless your self. Jesus said, if you don't pray that you enter not to temptation, you're going to mess up because you will enter into temptation. You're going to blow it because you're going to miss the opportunity to bless yourself. Do you know in first Chronicles four and nine? First Chronicles four and nine, here's a popular prayer that somebody prayed for themselves. They didn't blow up. The, they didn't wait for somebody across the street to pray for them. They didn't wait for a best friend to pray for them. See, some things you can never get until you ask God directly for. Watch this. First Chronicles four and nine, it reads, verse nine, and Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez saying because I bear him with sorrow and Jabez called on the God of Israel saying oh that thou would bless me indeed and enlarge my coast that thy hand may be upon me that thou would keep me from evil that it may not grieve me and God granted him that which he requested. The only reason why the prayer of Jabez is so popular is because somebody he didn't ask somebody to have a prayer me. He prayed for himself. He prayed for his issues that nobody else knew what he wanted. Nobody else knew he was so tired of being poor. Nobody else knew he was embarrassed of the name that he was given. So he said, I'm just going to pray for myself. I'm not going to miss the opportunity to bless myself. I'm not going to miss the opportunity that God will take me to another level. This is awesome. Point number four, praying for yourself shows God that you care about your relationship with him. Praying for yourself shows God that you care about your relationship with him. This is why I respect people that come down to the altar and they say, Pastor, I'm praying for more strength. They're showing God that I know God to stay in your will. I need more strength. They're saying, God, I I recognize that I'm weak in some things. I recognize, God, that I don't get it all together. Like when my God, when the men pray, they come to God, pray for the bless me, God. Help me. See, I'm not only praying. I'm not praying for them. I'm praying with them. They say, pray with me, pastor. You see the difference in that? They have told God, I need strength in this area. I need help in this area. And so they show God, I mean business with you, God. So when you pray God over the temptation and things in that order, it shows God that you know what's wrong. God, I recognize what's right in your word. I mean so much business. I want you to deal with my issues. I mean so much business with you, God. I want you so much that I don't want to blow it. Point number five. Listen to this. There is one word that simplifies the word temptation. This is the point. There is one word that simplifies the word temptation better than any other. There is one word that, simplifi- that simplifies the word temptation better than any other. One word that simplifies the word temptation better than any other is the term Distraction. Distraction. God, that was awesome. When God showed me that, He said, That's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, Pray ye that you enter not into a distraction. See, people think that anything that takes you away from God is a distraction. Television is a temptation because it's a distraction. If, see, people get confused on the word temptation because they only see temptation as sexual. So that's why they miss the anointing of God. The, temp, the, the distraction to talk about people. Pray you that you enter not into a distraction. Well, watch this. He said, watch and pray. You only watch for something that may interrupt something. He said, watch and pray. So you watch for something that may come up. it's uh, some lust coming up on me. This is going to be a distraction. So you got to know yourself so well. You got to monitor yourself. This may distract me from God. This may mess up my anointing, but if you don't see it as a distraction, you will go ahead and play with it. This may take my folks up. This may mess up a blessing. This may go into my children. This may put a curse on me. You don't see things as a distraction. That's why the word distraction is so powerful. He said, watch and pray that you don't go into a distraction, that you don't get around people that will distract you, that you won't get involved in activities that will distract you. That you won't get hemmed up in conversation that will distract you. That you won't think about negative things that's happening so it won't distract you. Don't allow problems to distract you. Don't allow issues to distract you. Don't allow trouble in your life to distract you. So watch and pray. Uh Uh-huh, I see this is the devil. I see the devil is trying to distract me. So I'm watching, but I've been praying. So that's why we could be so alert. This is how pastor can tell me, this is the devil, brother. It's somebody that's close. It's somebody that is. this. It's somebody that because we're watching. The Bible calls us to be watchmen. Watchmen always are alert. Watchmen watch for every little bitty thing. We watch for, I mean, my God, it's some things people don't even think about a watchman watching. It's watchmen watching. We watch the way, my God, a brother, how long a brother hold a, hug a sister? Watching. How long a sister hug a brother? Watching. Because it's some stuff that'll come up in that that the devil gonna use as a distraction for you. And so the devil—he's calculating. He can't get anything over on God. That's right. The devil is—he knows already ahead of time. So he had the Watchman watching, watch him and watch him. Watch him, pray, because that may bring some stuff in the church. That may allow the enemy to come in in the church. That may cause some junk to come up in the church. Then we'll be just like everybody else. Then. So he said, "Watch and pray. Keep your eyes open. Be looking. Watch and pray. Watch and pray." Don't just pray with your eyes. Watch and pray. Watch. Watch and pray. See what's going on. Be observing. Watch. Watch and pray. Look at somebody and say, watch. Watch. You got to watch. You got to watch your children. You got to make sure they're on the phone with the wrong people. You got to make sure they ain't looking at the wrong cartoons. You got to make sure they ain't listening to the wrong music. You got to watch. You got to watch. Who you talking to? Where they family come from? That's what that's what mama them used to ask us. Who family? That was grandma. Who they? Who they parents? What's their last name? Where they come from? Where they live at? Watch. You got to watch and pray. Who are they people? What's about them? Watch. You got to know what's going on. You got to be watchful. You got to be noticed. They stand alert. That's why I'm watching. Did somebody tell sister come in with a brother? I'm like okay, okay. I know sister I'm giving the nine points. What is this? What is going on? What, what, what is okay I'm looking at this they don't even know I'm on the phone Uh, I, I, here's something I just noticed. uh I noticed this I just want you to know uh wh- what about these windows why, de- why are these windows like this huh I'm watching everything because hey my god he's talking about some windows but you're watching you're watching because I'm a watchman we are called to be watchmen and the bible said if the watchman don't blow the trumpet and the people come in and they die, then the blood will be on the watchman's hand. But if he blows the trumpet and the people are not alert and they don't answer to the trumpet and they die, then their blood is on their own hands. So he says, watch in praying that you enter not into a distraction. So now we're going to go into the seven prayers you should always pray for yourself. The seven prayers you should always pray for yourself. Listen to this in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 14, Proverbs chapter 14, verse 14. Watch this. This is an awesome word. It's an awesome word. It says the backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways and a good man will be satisfied from himself. Did you hear that? He said, watch and pray ye that you enter not into temptation or distraction. And then the word in Proverbs said, a good man, a good woman will be satisfied from themselves." Your self going to tell you "Look, flesh. He said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The flesh is the self. So the self going to tell you, girl, you can can use some of that. But a good woman satisfied from that. Nah, uh -uh. the flesh going to tell a a man, brother, you go ahead and get greedy. Go ahead and get the good man. I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied. Now, it's it's something about me that'll mess me up. So I'm satisfied for myself. I'm not going to let myself get me in trouble. So you got to tell yourself no. You got to discipline yourself to be satisfied enough from yourself because yourself is trying to destroy you. Amen. Look at somebody say, enemy. The enemy is in of me. It's in me. It's in me. The enemy is in me. The enemy is in me. The enemy is in me. The devil will make you destroy yourself. That's why the word said a good man, a good one is satisfied from themselves. No, I'm not buying no liquor. No, I'm not going to the casino. No, I'm not doing you. you satisfied from yourself. This is awesome. Now, the first prayer is the prayer for the eyes. The prayer for the eyes. This is awesome. Proverbs 27. The first prayer we should always pray over ourselves is the prayer over our eyes. Now, if you're going to be watchful and if you're going to get power from God, you got to pray over yourself. Watch this. Proverbs 27 verse 20. It says hell and destruction are never full. So the eyes of man are never satisfied. Do you know what that means? That means that I'm going to want this. I'm going to want that. I'm gonna want that car. I just got a car, but I want another car. I just got a suit, but now I want five more suits. Just like it. Hell is never full. Your eyes are never satisfied. I got that woman, but now I want that woman. Now I got that woman, now I want that woman. I got. Oh, look at she's so pretty. I think I'll try her now. Oh, look at now she's prettier than she is. So I gotta try that. I gotta try. That's why so many men, so many people, they, they they play us because they don't know how to be satisfied from themselves. They don't know how to be content. They don't know how to be full and complete and whole. So their eyes are never satisfied. So they never gain happiness because they keep going for this. They're going for that because their eyes are never satisfied. So you got to pray, God, cover my eyes. God, teach my eyes to be satisfied. Watch this word. Watch this word. This is awesome. Job 31 verse 1. Job 31 verse 1. So if you're going to pray of your eyes, you got to God. God, what I'm looking at. God, God, what I'm watching. God, don't let my eyes get caught up. Don't let me get, get, get distracted, God. Don't let me keep looking at the sister. Don't let me keep looking. Don't let lust build up through my eyes. Don't, don't let my eyes get me in trouble, God. That's what happened to Eve. The Bible said that when she saw the fruit of the tree and lusted after it were, how? In her eyes. In her eyes. And she perceived it to be a good fruit, to be eaten of. It wasn't a smell. It was the eyes. Do you know, I tell, I tell my students all the time, I say, you know what, if everybody were blind, you wouldn't even ever sp- spend $80 on a sweater. Right. <laughs> you would never spend $100 on a pair of tennis shoes if everybody were blind because it wouldn't matter. So you'd spend all your money trying to fulfill, please, other people's eyes. You live your life trying to show other people. You get in debt trying to show other people, I can get a new this. I can have this. I can have this. So we go in debt trying to show other people. But if they were blind, I'd I ride my hoopty. i just get it fixed. i just give me some new ties. So you see how much our eyeballs inflict debt on us. You see how much our eyes, because we don't prove our eyes, it'll fix Some students don't want to come to school because they don't feel they dress appropriate enough. They don't even want to be around people because they don't feel. Some people don't even come to church and they feel, I have nothing to wear. But if everybody was blind, they are come to church with some shorts on. So I got to pray over my eyes. God, don't let my eyes mess me up. Job chapter 31, verse 1. Listen to what Job said. Listen to what a man of God said. He said, I made a covenant with my eyes. Why then should I think upon a maid? He said, I don't have to worry about thinking about lust after because I ain't going to even look at her for long. I may look and notice her, but my eyes are going somewhere else. In the book happening six, we told about one of the elders that taught me. I said, how do you, I said, elder, everywhere I go, I see beautiful women. How do I, how do I not get entangled? Because I just, I can't stop looking at the beautiful women. He said, the first look is for you. The second look is for the devil. They delivered me. It made me start concentrating more. Then I could go to the library and study, and then I had to look up at every woman I saw. And the devil didn't start putting my mind. Ooh, y'all look good together. Ooh, you can get that. Ooh, you better go try to holler at her. Ooh, she looking at you too. Ooh, you better go and give her your number. Ooh, you better see, because y'all may try something together. Ooh. So then I kept my eyes in the book and stayed focused, and my GPA went up. You see that? Because I started making a covenant with my eyes. Do you know when women coming around, when women come to church, do you know I purpose in my heart not to keep looking at women? It's not something that I just don't, just do naturally. Do you know I purpose on my heart to stay focused? You know, I concentrate. I make that a habit. It's something that I'm conscious about. It's not something that that, that just don't happen. It's something I, I make sure that I look the other way. I do that on purpose. So I won't get trapped. So the devil won't catch me. You see that? You got to know yourself. You got to know a man like looking at some things sometimes. And so do women. But Joe, you know, if that can get you in trouble, then I gotta look the other way. Wait till I get home. (laughs) Come on now. You got to come on. You got the you got the you got to purpose this stuff in your mind. Because if the devil makes you think, ah, you got it, go no, that ain't gonna happen to you. No, uh uh-uh, uh, no, you don't got to worry about that. No, you're a professional now, <laughs> brother. You will fall before you know it. You can't get half your own supply. You gotta know. Jesus said, The spirit is willing indeed, but the flesh is weak. So just one wrong look in the, the weak old flesh, you done backslid. One wrong look. You done look at one, there's one wrong look, and my guy, you already, you laying in the hotel. Why, what am I doing here? The flesh is that weak. You don't forget every scripture in the Bible. The flesh is that weak. Jesus said the flesh is weak. You got to know you're weak. If you're going to maintain strength, you got to recognize that you're weak. And God said my strength is made perfect in weakness. My God, we got to recognize this. Listen to this next scripture. Hmm. Proverbs 4 verse 25. I'm going to read it. You can write it down. I'm going to read it. Proverbs 4 verse 25. Let thy eyes look right on and let thy eyelids look straight before thee. When I was coming up as a young man reading the word Proverbs, that taught me something. He said, let your eyelids look straight on. He said, look straight on. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Look straight. Stay focused. Look straight on. Don't get caught up. Every person that come in your path, you looking. Every every hour you go in the grocery store, you pushing the basket, you chasing a woman down that aisle. She going down the butt aisle. You at the butt aisle. My God, she at the hot wing aisle. You at the hot wing. My God, she at the sausages aisle. You don't even eat sausages. You falling the sausages. You going everywhere. My God, constantly looking. I just sometimes I just marvel at how weak people are. And I look at some grown men. And you know how the brothers, brother, when we come up and a, a later walk by and all the guys, ooh, look, weakness. It takes strength to keep, keep your eyes straight. Stay focused. The devil will always throw something in your way that, that, that's, that's prettier, that's shaped better. That's, he'll always throw something in your way. When will you stop it? When will you recognize that hell is never full and your eyes are never satisfied? If you don't make a decision to stop it, it won't stop. If you don't make a decision, you're not going there, baby, it's going to keep on happening. And all these spirits going to get in you. Oh, my God. I'll never forget one time in my life that I had allowed so many spirits get in me of just looking at women and lusting and things like that. That, my God, when I, I, I actually saw demons, black, fat, little, dope Doughboy-looking demons, it scared me straight. I didn't have to come to the altar, brother. That night scared me straight. I must have slept with the light on probably for the next week. You know something else about it? I wasn't no baby saint.
0: Thank you for listening to today's podcast. I was Minister Not only Kiner. was God leading you, even in your past, but he, he led to you to today's podcast for a reason. If this message has blessed he you, said, please Spirit consider blessing Pastor Kiner. Sew so back into the, the life of this mighty man of God, weak, as he has just sowed it, into your life. You arrived, your gift will surely be an encouragement a and a sign to Pastor Kiner that's that PGK you Presents is making a difference the into the lives of our listeners. Please visit close. the online giving page on our eyes website eyes. at www.thejesuspeoplechurch.com. Also on our website, you will be world, able to download countless flesh, other messages and books by Pastor Kiner. I'm, I'm Charles world. Nelson, yeah, and on of behalf Christ. of PGK Presents, thank lust, you for listening. The flesh, Until the, the next podcast, be blessed.
1: Three key ones that we're going to teach on each of those three. But my God, the lust of the eyes... The eyes lusted. Lust, the eyes are a key instrument for Satan. The eyes will lust in a New York second. Just look. That's why, why do you think? The, a woman could just come in with a, a toe ring and you get your eyes. Come in with a little ankle bracelet. Now nah, 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 your eyes from up now nah, you're looking at the ankle bracelet. you looking at why do you think those things are designed for to catch your eyes those things are designed to attract your eyeballs that's why when the female minister came and she had on anchor breast i had to tell her you got to take that off how you gonna be a woman of god you coming around trying to attract people that's what it means to me you got to take that off and you're representing god my god i think my god i had to to tell brother Durell robson his wife called and thanked me brother about the baptize come in with his muscle shirt on hair all over like tarzan i'm like my god brother go put back on you a shirt no woman gonna be looking at no baptism you coming in chest all the way out brother harry bushed up like my god i'm looking at his chest when i'm talking to her i'm like my brother put your shirt back on in the name of jesus What kind of baptism is this? (laughs) This, my God! Like, what in the world? He's like, coming, Pastor. Thank you so much. My God, I would have yanked him out the baptism pool. (laughs) Looking at all them hairs on his chest, my goodness, he got that zipper zipped up tonight. (laughs) My God, you know, I try, I, I try to purpose in my heart as much as possible to at least when I'm going out, I try to make sure that my buttons are not exposed. To the point, because I don't want to project that image. I purpose in my heart to make. Now I don't want to come in my shirt. I way, button out. If I slip and let one, sister kind of, uh, you need to button up that shirt. You have to watch yourself. The skirts, the splits. My God, I can't help it, brother. Doing an altar, and then you walk past him with a good old long split. My God, you know the devil gonna get in that. You got to be watchful and mindful. Brother, we know what these short skirts and splits and all that is about. We got all that in the world. So you know God's going to not let you be ignorant. You got to be wise if you're calling yourself saints. That's why the Bible said women dress in modest apparel. One that is becoming of godliness. It's going to be hard for you to call yourself a woman of God and people believe it. Because to a brother, he's saying to himself, she's going. That's exactly what a man's saying saint or in the world she's going my god my god i'm stinking. this is too deep okay the second prayer that we should always pray for ourselves is the prayer for your ears the prayer for your ears mark 4 verse 23 the prayer for your ears it's very important what you hear this is why god keep my ears pure Keep me away from trash talking, God. Keep me away from lack of faith. Keep me away from people, God, that don't believe in your word. Keep me away from people, God, that speak in negativity. Keep me away, God, from people, God, that that, that don't believe in kingdom talk. Keep me away from those things so it won't interrupt my faith. Watch this. Mark 4 verse 23. Jesus said, if any man have ears to hear, let him hear. He said, you got, he wasn't talking about people that didn't have any ears. He said, if your ears were anointed, it, he was talking about for those that had an ear to hear the word of God. So you have to pray, God, give me a spiritual ear. Let me hear when you speak to me, God. Let me hear when a word is coming through the pulpit, God. Let me hear when a confirmation is coming. Give me an ear to hear, God. A spiritual ear, God. Don't let me have to be learn the hard way. Don't let me be told three and four times, God, and I keep going through the same struggle after struggle. Let me be so sensitive that I have an ear to hear your word. You got to prove your ears. Romans chapter 10. He said, You got to pray over your ears, your all your body. Listen to this. He said, Give me a word. Romans 10, verse 17. It reads, So faith then comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So you know. I can increase my faith by what I hear. God, let me hear your word. God, speak to me through your word. Bring your word to me at night. I pray to God, God, if I meditate on the scripture before I go to bed, I say, God, let your word just just come in my ears, God. Talk to me at night, God. Let me me just hear your word. God, saturate my ears with your word, God. Give me your word. This is why when we go through storms, those of us that God has been speaking to, it don't faze us. Because we know what God is saying, we know what God God is constantly speaking to us. God told us, "Don't even worry." God told us that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, because we hear His word. We hear His word. God said, "Even if it don't come about, it, don't even worry about it." God said, "I know His word. I know His word. I know His word." God said, "I know His word." Now watch this. Prayer number three: the prayer for your mouth. The prayer for your mouth. Proverbs chapter 4. The prayer for your mouth. Do you know? She said, watch and pray that you be not distracted. For the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Do you know one thing that can mess you up? You get hemmed up in the wrong conversation. You start talking wrong words. You start going on and talking trash. And you're going to start feeling yourself getting weaker and weaker and weaker. You're going to lose the anointing because you got hemmed up in some lustful conversation. I can actually feel my anointing leave me if I get caught up in the wrong conversation. Pastor, are you a witness to that? If you get caught up in the wrong conversation with people, you can feel the Spirit of God just leave you. Do you know what I'm talking about? The Spirit of God will just actually, I I, I can't stand that. I got to get away from that. I got to get out of that. I felt the Spirit of God leave me. Not for being at the wrong place, but for the wrong saying, the wrong things. The Spirit of God has left me. Watch this. Proverbs 4, verse 24. This is awesome. Put away from thee a forward mouth and perverse lips put far from thee. He said a forward mouth, somebody just say anything. Anything that come to their mind. They just say it. Their mouth on fast forward. Girl, I just told them what I meant. I mean, I don't care what they feel about it. I ain't not care what how they take it. I don't care if they didn't like it. Or I just said it because it came to my mind. I just let them know how I felt about it. Say anything that's a forward mouth. And perverse lips put far from put far from thee. Perverse lips means lips that talk about immorality. Lips that glorify in X-rated conversation. Perverse lips, he said, put far from thee. Ah, listen to this. James 3, verse 7 and 8. This is awesome. James 3 verse 7 and 8. He said, A forward mouth calls you to lose your anointing a forward mouth perverse lips so i pray over my mouth god let me watch the words that come out of my mouth you know what david prayed he said god let the meditation of my of my mouth of my heart in the words of my mouth be acceptable unto your sight david prayed that god let the meditation of my heart in the words of my mouth be acceptable unto your sight he said he wanted words of the Bible. If you say that, God, let my words be acceptable unto you. The Bible says a word spoken in due season. Oh, how sweet is it? It's like apples of gold and pitchers of silver. Telling somebody, man, your hurt is all over your head. You really need to do something about that. Depress them. Tell somebody, you really look good today. You, God look like he, the anointing is all over you. And they may be feeling weak. Their word is strengthening them. A word spoken in due season. Oh how sweet is it. God is awesome. Listen to this. James chapter 3 verse 7. For every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed. And have been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. I said God. If you're saying to watch our mouths. How can you say then that we can't tame our own tongue? I said, God, this is a dichotomy. How can you say, watch our mouths, but now you say we can't tame it. He said, you can't. That's why you need the spirit of God. The spirit can't. You can't. But they that walk of the spirit will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I can't control it, but the spirit of God that's in me will. And that's why he said perverse, let's put far from you because the spirit will lead far from you. But if you let the spirit be in you, the spirit will tell you that's not appropriate. The spirit will tell you, you shouldn't have said that. The spirit will say, keep your mouth shut. The spirit will say, no, don't, don't, don't tell him that. The spirit will guide your mouth on what you should say. The fourth prayer should be the prayer for your heart. The fourth prayer should be the prayer for your heart. My God, this is awesome. Jeremiah chapter 17. This, this is the scripture I was meditating on all last night. All night I just meditated on this scripture. My God. Jeremiah 17, verse 9. Listen to this. This is awesome. The word of God says: the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And you believe in your heart. I just love you so much, your heart lying to you. Now, if I told you somebody was a deceiver, you wouldn't believe him. God just told you your heart is a deceiver. Don't believe in your heart. The heart, the the Bible said, is desperately, is deceiver above all things. If, if, If Donald Trump is the biggest liar in the world, your heart is bigger than that. It's more deceiver than that. The Bible said, "The heart is deceitful above all things." How many times have your heart deceived you into loving the wrong person? Ask them that question for me. How many times have we gone to the altar and told people, "Your heart, who I just love this person. I do, I do." If the death do us part for better word. Do you promise to lovefully take this man to cherish and to obey him? The heart. Yes, I will. Will you love this woman and to and cherish her until death do you? Bro? Yes, I will. The heart is saying, oh, I'm gonna do hard. I'm lying to you. I'm lying to you. And we believed it. Cause I, ooh, this got to be right. Ooh, that that gave me some roses. Ooh, that gave me this. Ooh, ooh, my heart. Ooh. He just lied to you. And I believed it. But I said, the heart is deceitful above all things. Then he said, Who can know it? Who can know it? Desperately wicked. It's some stuff in my heart, in our hearts, that's weak. They don't want to see you get blessed. It's some stuff that why you think some people would call the, the school board send a line leather. Because the heart is desperately wicked. It's so desperate. What can I do to destroy them? What can I do to mess them up now? They website, I destroyed it, and it's back up. What can I do now to destroy them? The heart is desperately wicked. Somebody would go and assassinate Dr. King. President Kennedy would go and kill them. The heart is desperately wicked. The heart knows no remorse. The heart, you know, some people rejoice when other people fall. Some people rejoice secretly in their mind. They're like, "Mm mm-hmm, yeah. Their heart rejoice. If that spirit comes up in me, I have to rebuke it instantly. That's not right. You have to tell yourself, that's not right. You got to speak to yourself. That's wrong. That's right. You can't rejoice in that. That's, right. that's wrong. Some people, uh-huh, that's what they get. See that their wicked heart? Yeah. Uh-huh, I knew it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. That's not right because our hearts are wicked. So we got to pray like David prayed. Listen what David said. He said, Lord, create in me a clean heart yeah, that's what he said. and renew the... Spirit in me. You gotta pray over your heart. God created me a clean heart. Listen to this. Go to Proverbs chapter 4. David said in Psalms, Lord, created me a clean heart. That's what your prayer gotta be. God created me. And night, before I get into all the other prayer, I'm praying over my body parts. As we going into right now. God created me a clean heart, God. It renewed God. I may be upset at somebody. God, I may want to take vengeance on somebody. God, from some stuff I told that auditor today and he had to run to my principal and we go. I'm going right there with him. God, I got to pray tonight. God, let that stuff be out of my heart. God, keep that away from my heart because you will become evil. You will become wicked if you allow that stuff to stay in you. You got to you have a blood transfusion. You got to have a heart transfusion. You got to get that stuff out of you because if you allow... It to fester. It will destroy you. It will change the countenance of your face. You would used to be somebody that kept a smile. Now you walk around frowning mad. Have you ever seen people like that? That allow circumstances to change their countenance of their face, their reflection. They used to smile and now they get so angry and they don't let that heart go. They don't pray God created me a clean heart and renew the right spirit in me. They continue to stay down. Listen to this. Proverbs 4 verse 23. Keep thy heart. With all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. But you better keep your heart. And some people never love again because they let, they said, they broke my heart. You better keep your heart. With all, the Bible said, with all diligence. You find yourself going too far, you better, diligence means to work hard. Diligence means to be a hard worker. I mean, you got to work at it. You just not going to say, I'm going to keep my heart because you're keeping your heart. You got to be so focused that if they walk off and leave you, you won't commit suicide because you kept your heart. You got to be so focused. That if they walk off and leave you. You won't cry for 48 years because you kept your heart. You got to be that focused in God that you don't go from relationship to relationship. letting your heart be broken in every issue. You got to have your relationship so strong with God. This is why Jesus said the greatest commandment is to love the Lord thy God with all the heart, soul, might, and strength. And him only shall thou love. My God, this is rich. Listen to Proverbs 28. Now listen to me. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm going to say it again, but I'm going to say it in a different way. If you believe your heart. You're being very foolish. If you or I, if we trust every person we meet, I just love them now. You know, some people have been in love so many times. Do you know, my God, people fall in love every 38 seconds. Your heart is lying to you. Do you know what the Bible calls you? A fool if you believe your heart. Do you know that? Let's go to the word, Proverbs 28. Listen to this. Let's go to the word. Proverbs 28, verse 26. He that trusted in his own heart is a what? Fool. That's the word. That's why church don't want to hear this kind of word over the internet. They don't want this word to go on the radio. <laughs> Not this kind of word. He that trusted in his own heart is a fool. Watch this. But whoso walketh wisely shall be delivered. So, to walk wise mean you're going to check some things out. You're going to be watchful. See, a wise person is watchful. You're going to notice are they just talking or you're going to watch they, what they do. You're going to watch their ways. You're going to watch how they deal, how they interact with people before you give your heart over completely and trust in them. You're going to be very watchful. You're just not going to listen to everything somebody saying. Oh, I ain't going to never do that. I won't ever do this. I won't ever do this. You're going to most definitely be watchful. Because a wise person will walk it wisely. They're going to be paying close attention. Because what? They're trying to keep their heart with all diligence. They're keeping their heart with all diligence. So you got to pray, God, created me a clean heart. Keep my heart, God. Keep my heart in your heart, God. Burn our heart together, God. Let nothing come between your heart and my heart, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, God. You know what? I teach my daughter. And she would tell you, Father, I love God more than you. I said, I love God more than you. That's teaching her how to keep her heart. Because if she loves me, what's going to happen when I'm not there? But if she loves God the most, then hey, if Daddy's not there, I can keep on going. It's teaching them how to keep God first, how to keep God the number one cornerstone. I like it oftentimes when my wife, my God, she's saying and she's reading and she's focusing the word because she said, "Okay, never mind. Hey, I'm, I'm just." She said, "I thank God, I'm just staying focused." When she say that, I know she been with God. Now when she's fussing, I know she ain't been with God. But when she say, when she reading the book, I just thank God I'm staying focused. That means that whatever you have been doing, it don't even bother me because I'm staying focused. I've been with God. That's what you gotta be. The more you be with God, stuff don't bother you. The more time you spend with God, people won't bother you. My God, let's get into this next point. The fifth prayer should be the prayer for your feet. Psalm 18. You got to pray for your feet. You got to pray where you take yourself. You got to pray where you end up. You may end up in the wrong place. Sometimes your feet just walking and walking. You following your feet. Ain't no telling where you're going to end up. And that gas pedal, you just following that gas pedal. Ain't no telling when you gonna stop. You just, get, bro, don't laughing. You just, you let that gas pedal just go and go. Bro, you gonna go to the wrong street. You gonna end up at the wrong doorstep. My God, you gotta learn, God, guide my feet. The Bible said the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. God, order my steps. You said your word. You order, God. Order my steps today, God. Don't let me go to the wrong places today, God. Order my steps. Listen to this. Mm. Psalm eighteen, verse thirty-three. He maketh my feet like hinds' feet, and setteth me up on high places. That has to be my prayer. God, make my feet like hinds' feet. Hinds' feet means that I won't slip. Hinds feet are are like those goats that are stuck. They got those little claws on their their feet, my God. They got feet that can settle in. God, don't let me be wavering, God. Don't let me be tossed to and fro, God. Let me be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. God, don't let no matter what trial come my way, let me be stuck like Hinds feet, God. Keep me rooted and grounded, God. Keep me planted, God. Keep me in your will. Keep me in your way, God. Don't let me keep following everybody. Don't let me follow the wrong crowd, God. Keep me stuck right there in your will. Don't let me follow peer pressure, God. Don't let me try to keep up with the Joneses. Keep me placed it, God. Keep me rooted and grounded in your word. My God, Psalm 116. Psalm 116. He said, God, keep me settled. Keep me settled, God, right there. Look at somebody say, right there. That's why I need to be right there. I just need to be right there. I just need to be right there in the will of God, right there. I don't need to go from the left. I don't need to go to the right. Right there is just where I need to be. Psalm 116, verse 8. It reads, for Thou has delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. God, you got to pray. God, deliver my feet. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 26. You got to say, God, deliver my feet. Don't let me fall, God. Don't don't let my feet slip. Don't let me, God, when I'm walking to slippery places, God. Don't let me go walk into a trap. Don't let me get set up, God. God, cover my feet, God. Wherever I go, God, keep me protected, God. Anoint my feet, God. Oh, my God, I I felt the spirit of God bringing the least to my remembrance when she's always anointing people's feet. God's telling her to anoint people's feet because we didn't train her to do that. So God has it down there touching people's feet. Anointing people's feet, keep them rooted and grounded. God, anoint them right now. What happened when Jesus was sitting around the disciples? Mary came in and anointed his his feet. She anointed his feet and wiped them with her hands because the feet mean something. The Bible says in Romans, how beautiful are the feet of those that bring the gospel? He said the feet, the feet, the feet, the feet. He said anoint their feet, God, God, their feet. Now listen, you got to think about your feet. More than I'm talking about, more than coins. I'm talking about more than, than, than when they need the clippers. I'm clipping my toes that day. I said, "My, my I am trying to pull them." I said, "Wife, bring me, bring me the toenail clippers." She brought me a little fingernail clipper. There's something more than that you need to think about. Watch this, Proverbs chapter four, verse twenty-six. The word says, "Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established." You know, ponder means think. That's what we just talked about. The first, the five points, the ponder. Ponder the path of your feet. Should I really go here? Should I go here? You got to ponder. When you're about to say I'm about to go, you need to ponder where you're going. You need to really think about where, I really think about where I'm going. I think about who I'm going with. I think about who I'm around, who I walk around. What kind of crowd? That's why I would be by myself 90% of the time. I read a long time ago that, that no company is better than bad company. No company is better than bad company. Because if you're pondering your feet, you're going to be by yourself. Because everybody's not thinking about where they're going. People just go, girl, I'm going to the club. They say, it's a party over here. It's a party over there. So wherever the, wherever the crowd want to go, you're going with the crowd. Party over here. Girl, let me give my a purse. I'll be ready in an hour and 15 minutes. Uh, come on over here girl we, just, we ain't doing nothing we just gonna have a little what's the little stuff it's only the women do this the women got a little turn from this when they be showing these little items and, and these little stuff they get from these little stores and shops you know these little tools what's the name of the little women call this stuff we, we having a fun party I mean, what in the world is a fun party oh it's where they come and show little stuff <laughs> show little everything Now these tools and instruments we come, come on to a little fun ain't no Christian woman got the, no business no fun party You got to ponder the path of your feet. No, that's ungodly. I'm not going there. I'm bringing you to a Christmas party and they drinking alcohol and getting drunk and lewd and loud cussing. Going to your family reunion and folks don't even believe it like you believe in. I got to ponder the path of my feet. I can't go there. I don't care if Cousin Cloud is there and I had not seen him in 50 years. No, I'm not going to my 10-year reunion where they're going to be having a club at night. I'll go to the church service, but I'm not going to these other service. I don't want to see you that much, and you're going to get me out of the will of God. you got to think about where you're going if you're going to be sold out for God. My God, this is awesome. My God, listen to this. Next, you have to pray for your spirit. Number six, now this is is what separates the men from the boys. The women from the girls. Your spirit. This Psalm 51. This is what Jesus said. Watch and pray. That you enter not into a distraction. The spirit is willing indeed. But the flesh is weak. You got to pray for your spirit. David said in Psalm 51. Create in verse 10. He said create in me a clean heart. And renew the right spirit. When you find yourself getting jealous, you know, I pray to God. God, I have to pray. God, don't let me get jealous. God, don't let me become envious. When God is using people and blessing them, God, don't let me get jealous of nobody. Don't let me be jealous, God, of no preacher. Don't let me grow envious, God, of no saint that you're using, God. God, don't let me grow jealous. I pray for my spirit because you got to admit there's something in you. that'll start looking at heart. thinking about that Heart. Uh Uh-huh. Brother DeRay sung the song. Everybody's screaming for him. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I see now. I see the devil are getting you and you'll grow jealous of your own brother and sister because God is using them. That's what happened to Saul. Saul was the king and God had anointed him. David God bless David. And David, he killed Goliath. And then I I feel so sorry for Saul because he did not have to lose his kingdom. He did not have to lose his anointing. He did not have to lose everything God gave him, but he didn't keep a good spirit. David had killed Goliath. Saul came and told David, he said, here, here, I'm going to give you my tools. I'm gonna give you my sword. I'm gonna give you everything. He wanted him to. He said, "The man that killed this giant, I'm gonna give him my daughter. I'm gonna give him a place in the kingdom with me." He said, "Whoever kills this giant, David did it." David came back into the city. The women started singing. Saul had killed his thousands, but David his tens of thousands. The Bible says Saul said within himself, "What will he want more now? My kingdom." And from that day, the Bible said, Saul, I, David, from that day forth. And the Bible said that David walked wisely in the house of Saul. Saul grew jealous of the gift that God had given David. And if we're not careful over our spirit, we will grow jealous over our brothers and sisters. And that's how so much junk can come in the church. You got to pray, God, don't let me grow jealous, God. God, don't let me get envious, God, of nobody, God. Use who you want to use, God. Bless who you want to bless, God. In the name of Jesus, God. Have your way with people, God. Anoint them, God. Use people, God. Because you got to know that God won't let nobody take what he has for you. You got to realize that about God. I preach the message. Don't worry. God won't give them yours. You got to know that if you don't know that you'll get the wrong spirit and God won't use you because you jealous hearted. You got to trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not to thy own understanding. Listen to this Psalm 32. Psalm 32 verse 2. It reads blessed is the man blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputed not iniquity. Now watch this and in whose spirit There is no guile. What does that word guile mean? It means deceit. Some people, the Bible said, better are the kisses of of an enemy than the words sometimes of a friend. Because sometimes your your friends can tell you some stuff and they're deceiving you. But sometimes an enemy is going to tell you straight up how it is. You know what? I talked to the guy later on today from the auditor. I said, brother, you know What? One thing I can say, you and I, we would have been good teammates. We would have been good athletes together because you believe in what you believe in and I believe what I believe in. And we don't lose like that. You know what? You got to have a spirit that is not deceitful. Some people don't really. They really grow. They got some jealousy when you start getting blessed. That's, that means they got God in their spirit and they won't be blessed because the Bible just said, blessed is the man whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, meaning who, the, who God forgives of their sin. David was a man that sinned like Saul, but God forgave David. Why? His spirit was clean. David, Saul's spirit was defiled. God can accept a lot of stuff from you, but he won't accept the bad spirits. God would accept more than you would think from you. But he won't accept jealousy and envy. He won't accept you not happy when other people get blessed. He won't accept when you see my God, people being a blessing to the pastor. He won't accept and you grow envious. He won't accept if you really don't want to see your brother have the best. He won't accept that. You got to say, God, take that out of me. Take that out of me. Watch this. Proverbs 16. Proverbs 16. Verse 18, now we're getting into some scriptures that really helped change my life. Proverbs 16, verse 18, it reads, pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. This is why no matter what, God, keep me humble. God, keep me humble, God. In the name of Jesus, keep me humble, God. Keep me humble. I say, God, when people ask, my God, God. How many people do you have in your ministry? How many people have in a minute? We don't count the people because you know what? That's how pride come in. Uh, We started with two or three. Now we've been, God has added a hundred times over that. You see that pride come in and we'll mess up a lot of preachers. Uh, We got, we got 17,800 people. But when I got here, when I got here, doc, we had 32. Pride and got in now. And God's spirit left them. God's no longer with them. Yeah, you're in your church. That's your church. Go ahead and have your pastor's day. That's your church. Go ahead and name it uh, Bishop David Boulevard Baptist. Jackson Temple. Go ahead and name it after yourself because you're right. That's your church. They lose their anointing because pride came in, a hearty spirit. Listen to this next verse, Proverbs 16, verse 32. This scripture changed my life. When I was in college, it changed my life. Proverbs sixteen thirty two: He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. Now watch this: And he who ruleth his spirit, than he who taketh the city. I memorized this scripture and repeated it over and over, because if you can control your spirit, the Bible said you're stronger than Napoleon. If you can control your spirit, you're stronger than Colin Powell that can take a city. Because that means you won't just get upset when anything happened. You won't be happy today, sad tomorrow, happy at 10 o'clock, sad at 9 o'clock, happy at 11 o'clock, bound at 12 for the rest of your life. You may, you may get sidetracked for a moment, but you don't, spirit, you got to come back here. Now, you ain't going to stay bound for long. Something in my spirit got to kick in. I'm going to wake up after a while, 24 hours at the longest. But within 4 to 12 hours, I got to get back together. Got to bounce back because you got to take your spirit back because the devil is fighting to keep you down and bound. The seventh prayer that we should pray over ourselves. My God. One more scripture in Proverbs 25 verse 28. It says, he that have no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. It means anything come in your body because you got no rule over your own spirit. Everybody make you upset. Everybody get on your nerves. Everybody. I thank God my wife don't use this phrase no more. Uh, she just say? They don't want me to mention it. I'm irritated. That irritates me. Thank God she's gone to a whole other level from that. My God, another level. The seventh prayer, the prayer for your flesh. You say, I thought that was what we were doing. You say, I thought that's what we've been doing. Go to Romans chapter 6. I say, God, now you're telling me this one but I don't understand this myself God now when you saying God I thought we were just praying for for the flesh he said no you pray for the body parts the flesh is all these that come together to attack you my God did you hear that the flesh is when the eyes are lusting my God your mouth is wrong the, every body part is coming that you being attacked by their flesh everything coming out brother you can't <laughs> walk it off you can't shower it off the flesh everything is after you tonight my god everything is you in full force the devil fighting you the flesh is a all of it's coming against you now your spirit bad your mind bad you're tired of being alone you're tired of this ain't nobody there for you i'm ready i'm coming out the flesh i'm coming back alive I'm tired of this holiness stuff. I'm tired of this church stuff. I don't care what the preacher said. I don't care how many times I have to pray. I'm coming back. I'm ready to party. Give me my black book. Give me somebody. Get over here right now. I'm tired of it. I just repented church Sunday. I just tell the pastor to pray for me. I just come to the altar. Lord, I repent I'm tired of it that flesh boy that's the flesh right there the old priest said the flush the flush the flush is coming i was like what in the world I'm thinking every time you say the flush I'm thinking about the toilet bowl man the flush is coming after you Lord take this flush away I'm like what in the world it's the flush my God well, that flesh is buck. wild. Wow. That flesh don't care about church. You don't care about the Bible. You don't care about your anointing. That's what messed up Esau. Esau sold his birthright. He sold, he gave his future away for a bowl of potterage. A bowl of potterage. Gave away his whole anointing. Then the Bible said, he sought it, he wept for it bitterly, but received it not. Jacob already had it. He went looking for Jacob to kill him but he gave it away because it's flesh listen to this my god romans chapter 6 verse 12 this one we know that the flesh is our different body parts it says let not sin therefore ring in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lust thereof the body is the head the arms the eyes the ears the mouth your organs that's your mortal body, which combine to make the flesh. He says, "So you won't obey the lust thereofs." Go to First John chapter two. Now that's when you got to put the word together. That's what the Bible means by rightly dividing the word of God. Then you're putting the word of together because if the Bible say, "Okay, now it doesn't necessarily say the flesh is my body." But if I know the word of God, now I'm piecing the word together. It's like you putting in a puzzle. You said, this piece goes in here. Oh, so that's what that means, God. That's what you're talking about. So now it said, let not sin ring in your mortal body so that you won't do the lust thereof. So now, God, tell me what the flesh. Watch this. 1 John 2 16. It says this For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the father, but of the world. That's it. The lust of the flesh. In Romans 6, it said, let not sin reign in your body so that it won't do the lust thereof. What lust? The lust of the flesh, the flesh of your mortal body. Thank you, God. Thank you for rightly dividing the word. Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7. So God said the body parts together combine to produce the flesh. That combines to produce the lust thereof. This is why we pray over each of our body parts, because if I can gain victory over my eyes and it'll help my mind. I said, God, shouldn't the mind be a part of this? He said, you are already praying for that because that can, all that is going to be regulated by your mind. Your eyes going to tell your mind what to do, because you already told your eyes don't look. So your mind won't even be wondering about her because your eyes are looking down here. You've already covered your heart, so your mind won't go into the state of depression because now you covered your heart. Your ears won't be thinking crazy thoughts because what you asked God to cover your ears. Do you know on the ears, do you know when Sister Bo and I, we had a meeting the other day, we were at this restaurant. Do you know the ears are so powerful that we were having a meeting and a song came on the radio. That made us backslide to go back to a song about Isaac Hayes that our daddy used to like. And we looked at each other at the same time. She said, you were just thinking the same thing I was thinking? Our daddy used to love that song. Now, I don't even play. I made a commitment not to listen to that kind of music. But I was just not even trying to. And the flesh got so weak. I forgot about the meeting we were having. And my mind took me back to 1979. And you listen to some music you're trying to be holding and your mind going to take you back. to so when you first heard that Luther Vandross song, who you was messing with, what you was doing. Come on now. You got to know yourself. I'm too weak to listen to Smooth one. I ain't strong enough. I don't listen to it. I can't listen to it. I'm not strong enough. I can't be the type of Christian that listened to that and this. I can't do it because it's going to put some stuff in my head. And your pastor going to be, my God, messed up. I'm going to be preaching this, thinking about K-D-A, and that God, oh, God. I'm going to be going crazy. And got a wife, but I'm going to be thinking about who knows who. Because I done heard that song that I messed up that time when I was, hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to know yourself. Right. You got to know. I ain't that strong. I can't do it. I can't listen to no smooth one on because the music sounds too good. Anybody put me in the wrong mood. Amen. Amen. And I don't need anything to put me in a mood. Because I got enough moves in me already that I got a beat back. Right. <laughs> Hungry as they say. My goodness, don't need nothing to put me in a mood. Right. Keep that away from me. I'm too easy to get in a mood. So why am going to listen to that stuff to mess me up? I need to keep this word in my head just like this. Hear no evil, see no evil, think no evil. You got to be just that committed with God. You got to know yourself because guess what? The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. One song can cause you to backslide. One song. One song. That one song put my mind back to my father in 79. And we have in the meeting. It just came in my ears just like that. And I was gone from the meeting. And looking at Sister Bolden. Talking about something. They talking about something else. The spirit is willing. But the flesh is weak. Listen to this. Romans chapter 5 verse 5. Is that chapter 5? Or did I say 7? Romans 7 verse 5. It reads. And we were, we were in the flesh. The motions of sin. Did you say the motions. Every, all your body's in motion. That's why you got to pray over your whole body because your, your feet is in motion. Your eyes is in motion. Your ears is in motion following anything. You see that? If your heart is in motion. Your heart, the motions of sin. That's why you pray to stop the motion. The motions of sin which were by the law did work in our members. The members to bring forth fruit unto death. The body members. The members of your body. The motion of sin is working in your members. My God, we ain't never been this far over. Romans 7 verse 18. But this is rich. It's worth every minute of it. It's worth every minute of it. Five minutes, we'll be in prayer. Five minutes, we'll be in prayer. Romans 7, verse 18. Listen to Paul. Paul was a real preacher. That's why I loved him. He was a real man of God because a real man of God will let you know, don't glorify me, glorify God because I'm weak. Amen. Listen to what this said. Romans, listen, Romans, my God, 7, verse 18. Paul, Paul said, For I know that it is in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing, what to will is in me is present with me but how to perform that which is good i find not you hear that he said in me in my flesh it's no good thing i ain't as holy as you think because in my flesh as long as i'm in this body it's no good thing you got to know that That is it's in me that is in my body in my flesh it's no good thing
0: thank you for listening to today's podcast i know from listening to today's message you are ready to go pray for yourself if this message has blessed you please consider blessing pastor kiner so back into the life of this mighty man of god as he has just sewed into your life your gift will surely be an encouragement and a sign to pastor kiner that pgk presents is making a difference into the lives of our listeners Please visit the online giving page on our website at www.thejesuspeoplechurch.com. Also, on our website, you will be able to download countless other messages and books by Pastor Kiner. I'm Charles Nelson, and on behalf of PGK Presents, thank you for listening. Until the next podcast, be blessed.